0: All right, guys. Hello, everybody. This is our first ever podcast together. This is uh, Uncle CB and Victor Speck. And today, we're going to be talking about uh, football um, from the uh, Barclays Premier League, Serie A. We'll spicing in a little bit of some, uh, what you call it, Bundesliga uh, in there. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And we may even... Splicing a little bit of our own football that we that we deal out with here in Calgary. Yes. So welcome to the Cal- Calgary Bros show. And uh, we'll start off. So bro, what you wanna talk about today, man? Let's start off with how's that stupid ass Steve Chelsea doing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, I think Chelsea's gonna need some time regardless. Um, it's the same thing I've been saying for a while. We're gonna need at least half a season to why, gel. Why are they gonna need some time? Why half a season to gel? Because you just you just bought like
0: six seven players. Okay, so who are the players you guys got? So you guys got um, uh, 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 what they call it, uh, Kai, Kai Havertz. Kai Havertz. You guys got uh, Timo Werner, mm-hmm. the all star. Thiago
1: Silva. Hakim Ziyech. Ben Chewell. Ben Chewell, Thiago. Who else? Uh, Xavier Mbayamba. Who the hell is this? <laughs> you didn't hear about Xavier? No. He's the next uh, Van Dyke. But I I think they got him for like the lower for the lower um, the second team, right? So, so he's the next Van Dyke for the championship. Yeah, or the next Van Dyke for the second team. Yeah, for the yeah. championship team. Yeah, he's for not the, good. He's good. He's good. Yeah. But they just bought him from. Um, was it Barcelona? Mm. I think they just got him from, from uh, Barcelona. Uh, Uba, um, and then there's Malang Sar and Melang Sar is going on on loan. But we don't so know. You guys, so, you guys, he's so you guys so you guys didn't even face. get him there? Who? You guys didn't get uh
0: Mulang Sar or whatever is. Yeah,
1: we bought Malang, but yeah. we we're sending him out
0: on loan. So
1: basically you guys he, didn't buy him. He's he a, a, twi- a twenty one year old player. Doesn't twenty year year
0: old players play in the Premier League? They bro? do,
1: yeah. They do. But he's from Nice and uh I think what they might do is loan him back to Nice, or they actually looking at a, at a loan to buy a level. Okay, so so why did you guys get all these players there? Because Chelsea needed needed some help, but in some ce- in some certain areas, I think in in the defense is where we needed the, the most work, based on last season. Which uh, what was it? A fifty-eight. You, so 58 you guys, the
0: defense concept. did the most work. Yeah, and
1: you guys, but, but I thought, Ty Harvard. Yes, I give the uh, yes. But Timo Warner. Kai Havers, I think Kai Havers was brought in to give competition to Mason Mount because a little bit, a lot of the time. Seems he's like he's giving Mason competition is... to Uncle Hudson Adore, bro. <laughs> 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 Hudson Adore can't make the team, bro. Huh? Um, Lampard talked to Hudson Adore just uh, a couple. Uh, I think a couple of days ago there yeah. was a there was a report that came out that Lampard talked to him and he basically told him if he wanted to start in place in the squad mm-hmm. to train better, mm-hmm. right? So, so okay, so I think uh, Odo just needs to show a little bit more in training and he will be he will be out there on the pitch. How much more in training does this boy needs to show the manager that you know he's one in a you know
0: ten fantastic talent and uh, you guys don't want to play him. You know, you guys keep telling me he has to show something in training. What more does he have to show you guys? Bayern La- were in for this dude, like, how many years
1: ago? Last, last year? Last year, yeah. They were in for him last year. Okay. And um, prior to that, he he was turned. His head was turned. But Lampard got, um, got appointed as the manager during that time, and he was like, okay. He came and talked to Hudson, and he was like, yo, I need you on the squad, bro. You know what I'm saying? And... Basically, Hudson, he, he said, you are a vital part of my plan, and I want you here, and he basically told uh, the board and everybody, we're not selling Hudson, right? Hmm. So, um, he's been, he was used last year, he was actually used, but I think because William was on his, like, on, on, on such a high of mm-hmm. consistency, Hudson Adoy was dropped, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't help his fat. It didn't help his, uh, his, his, his points as well because Pulisic was just getting better and better. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Uh, given came a time in... in but uh, is it
0: Pulisic a uh, left winger, not a right midfielder or right winger? But that's
1: the thing. These guys can both play... They can play in the left or the right, but right? But I
0: thought Hudson-Ojoy originally was originally a right winger, not a left winger. But, but you guys Lampard maybe Lampard doesn't rate him because was, it wasn't Lampard played Willian last year last season Willian helped me a lot with my fantasy team of eh? course, of course <laughs> this dude did. was playing every game he helped, he helped a, a lot of people <laughs> with the fantasy team you know so now that um, uh, Willian has left the club you would think that with William leaving the club Hassan Odoi should be the takeover should be the up and coming right winger that should be playing in his own position yes and should be stating his claim of that right wing position.
1: But um, when Hudson Odoi first came into the team, yeah. he was he he's originally a left winger, right? Ah. But what happened ah. was when Mauricio Sarri was the manager, yeah. Mauricio Sarri was like, okay, since we can't play you you and Hazard on the left. We're going to have to play you on the right. Mauricio knows best. <laughs> so, <laughs> my football. Mari- Mauricio Sari <laughs> basically pushed him to the right, and he started making him a right winger. Pulisic is a left winger as well, mm-hmm. right? But these guys can play on the right. Like, what's saying that you can't play. Pulisic now knows plays with both feet, and so does Hudson-Odoi. Okay. Right? So, um, the, the thing was, basically, Hudson-Odoi... Um, was in the team, right, when Pulisic wasn't having such a good stretch, right? Mm. But then, Pulisic started to show little glimpses of things, like when he came in that game in Ajax, and yeah. then he put the he put the assist in for Batshuayi, and then the next day, the next game, he, he basically scored. Yeah. And then he started scoring, and he got a hat-trick, and then after that, he was just consistent and consistent. Yeah. So... While he was doing that, William was also being consistent. So now Hudson-Odoi had to fight for a place because he got dropped because they they were seeing that he was getting inconsistent. Mm -hmm. So Pulisic was coming in and he was making things happen. This is why I always say Pulisic is like the the most productive player in the Prem because he all the the stuff that he has done, he's done it with less minutes than a lot of players, Mm. right? And uh, he's not a guy who really wastes his opportunity. You know what I'm saying? No. And uh I like Policy
0: too. He helped me up with uh some fantasy point last <laughs> season, bro. I was hoping I was hoping he was gonna be fit this season. Uh and I've been trying to add this brother in my squad. We we and are Lord. waiting. We are waiting. I think I think you would have I'm been praying the... that he's back next week. Okay. So for context a lot of people now, you know, we just jumped right into the show. We mm-hmm. didn't really even talk about like what what week we're in. Yes. So guys, we are in the week 2 of the Premier League season. Yes. Um and um in the first game, um Chelsea just because we're starting this on the second week of the Premier League season, mm-hmm. or round number two of the Premier League season. Because of the, a lot of know, games
1: got pushed to the, to yeah. the second week.
0: Yeah, a lot of games got pushed to the second week, so we decided to start it off in the second week. So, let's uh, the for context here, we've seen that the first game, um, Chelsea beat Brighton. Yes. And then the second game... Chelsea lost to Liverpool yeah, 2-0. Lost to Liverpool 2-0. So, how do you feel about that? about which one about the results both combination of both results uh
1: the first the first uh, so game let's
0: start off with the season coming into the season yeah originally how did you feel
1: about the season starting when the, when, when we were still coming into the season I thought this team is gonna need time mm-hmm. you just sign players mm-hmm. don't expect everything to happen like that like that quick you need a little bit of a little bit of time, and to come back with no preseason because of COVID. But why would you say they need
0: time? Isn't that why Lampard is signing all these players because he knows he doesn't have time with Uncle Big Boy Abramovicchio. Yes you know that guy is gonna be—he's uh, probably getting all the purse rings to give you all the players you want. Yes, but if you don't give him a title, some sort of title this season. Get ready to put in your two weeks.
1: You know what I'm saying? I think um, even with Abramovich being as the head helm mm-hmm. and uh, Marina Granov- Granovsky, mm-hmm. um I think with that, you have a technical director, okay. and the technical, the technical director has a vision, right? So the technical director and Lampard are the two who are probably saying, okay, and Marina is agreeing because they've already... Um, kind of, uh, what he presented this vision mm-hmm. to the board and to the club, right? And they say, okay, this is how we're gonna do this. When Lampard was coming into the into the team when mm-hmm. he was coming in, he had a three year success plan. A three year. But what would a three year success plan look like if you don't, you know, uh,
0: be challenging for the the title this year or at least making it look like you're gonna challenge for the title? Because you can't be fighting for fourth with. Yeah. Uh, I'm not even going to say their name because I don't think they're going to be fighting for fourth this season, yeah. Manchester United. But we but it can be fighting for fourth with those guys, and it can be fighting for fourth, which I, which I think may challenge, give a good chance this season, Leicester. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be at least in the top three. Like, distinctively, a top yes, three
1: yes, team. Yes, yes.
0: And Chelsea looks like the team with all those players that look like distinctively, we will be a top three team. Yeah. In fact, we would lose less games than we lost last season because that's what you guys got screwed
1: over, right? Yes, yes, yes. I think uh, a lot of our issues last year was the defensive pairings, right? There was never... There was never, like, a set pairing Mm. that was ever chosen and kept going on a consistent basis. So that fucks up your goalkeeper. That fucks up the defense because then it's like, who am I going to be playing with next week? You know what I'm saying? You have these two that are playing with you this week, Mm -hmm. but you may not play with them next week, right? So then, obviously, you don't build that as much chemistry as you need. But now, with what he's doing, playing Zuma and now Christian but with this red card... I think it's going to be tomorrow coming in over Rudiger because I kind of feel like Rudiger has been a bit shaky. and um,
0: I think Rudiger is the guy. I know you don't like him, but... Uh,
1: I don't know, man. I think Rudy. I think tomorrow will take uh, Rudy's place and yeah, Thiago Silva will also take Rudy's place. Okay. Right? You know more about Chelsea than I do. Yeah.
0: And for people who don't know, uh, um, uh, Victor Speck... The man, the legend himself, uh, Chelsea is his team. Yes. That's why he talks so Blue highly. forever.
1: You know, London is blue. Arsenal, don't fuck around. I know.
0: <laughs> we all know Arsenal. So, we <laughs> don't <laughs> talk
1: about anything like that. You <laughs> yeah. know? So, I shouldn't be saying that. But props right to them. Now. Props to them on the two titles they got in the past one month and a half. But, mm. yeah. Um, also, we have to kind of be patient with the Chelsea team right now because we're still missing so many players. A lot of players are still out on injury. And the new signings, um, a couple of the new signings haven't started, right? Mm-hmm. So we're missing Christian Pulisic, um, Hakim Zayek, and, well, from the, from the, from the signings this year, Pulisic doesn't really come into that. Mm-hmm. But it's Hakim Zayek, and we need Thiago Silva, and as well Ben Chilwell. Those three guys, once they, once they come in, and then Pulisic comes in as well, this team, you're gonna, you'll see a different, a different Chelsea, a more hungry Chelsea, mm-hmm. because not only with the leadership from the back from Thiago, even though I don't think he can speak like an ounce of English, I was watching like, <laughs> I mean, like he said thank you today in the press conference. Uh, that's but a start. Like, yeah, that's a start, right? But other than that, everything he was saying, I don't know if he was speaking in uh, in Brazilian, which Portuguese, or if he was speaking in French honestly yeah. <laughs> but basically one of those the translator was translating and, and yeah that's how much I heard from him. so I don't know how much communication there's gonna be between uh, him and Zuma mm. but I feel like because he can speak French because he spent how many years yeah, in yeah. PSG he will be able to talk to Zuma in French. On
0: tout le monde, vive la France.
1: like that. Hello,
0: les bleus. Yeah, bonjour. Bonjour mes
1: amis. Yeah. But yeah um, I feel like once those guys come in and the main guy we need, you need Pulisic. Ah, we need Pulisic. Once Pulisic comes back, um, then it would totally be different because then you have a guy who can easily just get the ball over to Timo Werner and he can also make things happen on his own, right? Mm-hmm. So,
0: well, that's good. That's good. Well, okay, now prediction for the season. We are recording this, so you know, son here live, bro. Mm-hmm. So you have to be, you're going to be held accountable to this, man, and then this thing. Where would Chelsea end this season?
1: Uh, I can see Chelsea in either a solid third place or second. But I don't think they'll win the league this year.
0: Mm. Third place or second? Yeah. They're not going to win the league. But they, but they will when, challenge. When would Chelsea win the league? Next yeah, year. Next, next year? Next All year. All right, man. You guys hear to hear first, man. The Calgary Bros. Victor Speck has just made the prediction of the year. Chelsea are going to be third place or second place this season Mm -hmm. and next season they're going to win the title. You heard it here first. Alright guys we're going to move on to our next segment. Alright guys we are now in the next segment of our show, podcast show tonight Calgary Bros. The Calgary Bros. Um, So you've got Uncle CB on the line over here. You you got Victor Speck on the other side. And Victor Speck on the other side. So today, um, or this segment, we are going to now talk about uh, Manchester United. So uh, just why are we talking about Chelsea and Manchester United? Well, we are, uh, my brother's a Chelsea fan, Victor Speck. Yes. And Uncle CB myself.
1: Is a Manchester fan.
0: I'm a Manchester United fan. Yes. You know? And how am I going to put it this season, guys? uh... We, we suck. <laughs> we <laughs> suck. We are not a good team. Um, but
1: also, I feel like you guys need um, the the leg of a whole week. You know, when every team had played one game, mm. but then you guys played next week, right? And Crystal Palace already had a game coming into that. Yeah. You guys, they have more fitness now than you guys do, right? Yeah. So... I,
0: I will I will break it down into a couple of segments, maybe a, th- a third segment if I can think of this. But um, starting first with uh, the manager. Okay? And then we'll work our way from the bottom up to the top. Um, and the manager this season, Ole. You know how I feel about Ole. Well, from the get-go, I know everybody mentions about Ole's at the wheel, blah, blah, blah. I remember that time when we had the conversation back then. I was like, we should wait. We shouldn't give him a contract. We should wait. Remember I told you we should wait for this guy to figure out what he can actually do for Manchester United before we choose to secure him on a long-term deal. Yes. Now, on that same breath, I also want to say that Ole is the sacrificial lamb. I've always said this. He is the sacrificial lamb. He's the one that's going to make the moves that other managers refuse to make. Getting rid of players that other managers kept that long for the team. Mm-hmm. Not playing them, you know, not not giving them minutes and then saying, oh, just, you know, let's, let's justify the little uh, 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 paycheck you get from uh, uh, the club. Yes. So I've always felt he was a sacrificial lamb, and I think that he's also one of those people that they will... The, the club owners will leave uh, hanging? hanging they will leave him to dry mm-hmm. and I also th- at the same time the reason why I said this is because I said let's not give him a contract let's wait and see the p- club had an original plan and the original plan was simple we are going to have him as the interim manager and in due time we will now invest and get ourselves the right manager for the club mm-hmm. But then they shifted away from that mentality and then gave him a contract. And then it became such a premature contract, seeing all the results we're seeing right now with the team. Mm-hmm. So that is where I stand on the only thing. Only for me, as a United manager, should never have been a manager in the first place. But he is our manager. Yes. Right? That's the reality. This guy is our manager. He's the one, he's the one that is leading the club now, leading the, the face of the club. Mm-hmm. And they've also left him... To dry. Jadon Sancho, that I've been in my head, I've been, should we get him, should not get him? But I've done my own internal calculation. He's a generational talent. He will fill a position that we have always wanted, um, but we've not gotten, right? And I'm 55% for getting Jadon Sancho. I want him to come. As much as I'm scared that he's going to destroy the wage structure, especially Mm -hmm. with um, what they call him um, uh, Alexis Sanchez doing the exact same previously, as much as I'm afraid of that, I think General Sancho is a player that United need right now. Mm -hmm. We need this guy. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then on the same breath, uh, the club, Ed Woodward especially, has let this guy down. They have let Oli down. So it's a tough place to be to start off with, right? So that's the number one place, you know, to start off with, where we are absolutely um not doing, you know, the best that we should be doing there, mm-hmm. right? We we should we should be taking care of the manager, but we are not we are not taking care of him. Mm-hmm. We're not doing any of that. So with that being said, first game of the season, what ends up happening? We lose to Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. In a way, I expected the results. Man, you guys, you guys, you guys are lucky you didn't concede seven goals. It looked bad, man. Yeah, it it pretty, really, really looked it bad. bad. Lindelof, I don't know what's happened, but anytime he plays against Palace, this guy, He's scared. He becomes I don't know, I don't, I don't know the the analogy for him, but he literally becomes a stick mm-hmm. that you can just shovel over, push over, break. You know. Um, even Pogba, mm-hmm. the ball becomes kryptonite on his feet. Yeah, the, he doesn't know how to control the ball. He doesn't know how to do anything with it. So, Crystal Palace was definitely the game that um, you know that would that was gonna throw us off our our, uh, our game, and it was a hard game to start the season with. Yeah. And a lot of people would look. We should be beating Crystal, absolutely.
1: Yeah,
0: only you should have some tactic that you should be available for to beat beat um, Crystal Palace, but. The players also were in there. Mm-hmm. Another thing I know you like, you know, you mentioned like, oh, the 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 pre the the there's things that we can talk about like no preseason and all that. Mm-hmm. But City won their first game of the season, yes. season.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. So it's a very tough excuse to make. If you're a good team, you're a good team. Mm-hmm. That's the way I look at it. If you're a good team, you're a good team. If you're not a good team, then you're gonna have all these issues. Yeah. And United. We need to figure this shit out, man. This is this just starting to get ridiculous. Really really starting to get ridiculous. How you many got, years you guys, de-
1: you guys need a, a, a director of football or a technical director? Yeah. Because right now, but they would not they would not let that happen. Why?
0: Why? Because they don't they don't And when I say they, I mean like the Woodward glazers. and the Glazers. Yeah. And maybe the Glazers are nice after Patrice. I don't know if you saw Patrice Evra's video. Mhm. Where he talks about uh, that uh, the Glazers actually love United It's mm-hmm. just the people in the, the club Glazer. that are under the Glazers that are causing the mayhem. Okay. But we need a te- we need a, a director of football, but we need to clean up the clean up the status quo. I think we need to clean up house mm-hmm. from Woodward because obviously Glazers will not sell, yeah. but from Woodward all the way down to Ole and his coaching staff. I mm-hmm. think that needs to be cleaned out. Yeah. Um, I don't know when. At some point that needs to happen. Um, but at least, at least they should give Ole the opportunity to try. Mm-hmm. Give him Sancho. Yeah. Give him, give him a party in the midfield. Yeah. To, uh, to you know help with your defensive shape. Mm-hmm. Give him uh, uh, Alex Telles. You yeah. know, Reg- Reguilón has just gone to um, Tottenham. Has- Tottenham, yeah. like you know, so get him Alex Telles. You know. Yeah him some players that can do the job even sar is ishmael sar that they're looking at for Watford, mm-hmm. get that guy yeah you know sell james get Watford guy uh sar and then get uh uh sancho you know so that's the that's the that's the big that's the, that's the thing that i would say um um we need right now mm-hmm. so that's that's our situation
1: uh how um, do you feel about your your new signing Mr. van de b
0: yeah so you know, we spent today watching the FA Cup West Ham against United, and you saw how much I talked about Andere Herrera. And yeah. Herrera. Yes, I loved Ander Herrera. Ander Herrera is my guy. He's the player that I think United should have tried to keep and let go of Matic instead. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't, we didn't, we didn't do our due diligence there, mm-hmm. right? So Van der Beek for me. Is the guy, Van der Beek, or Van der Beek? That's how they pronounce his name, Van der Beek. Mm-hmm. For me, he is the guy, and the reason why I say it: this kid moves the ball in such intricate fashion.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, it is gorgeous. When you see the way he plays the ball, the way he puts it, the way he sets it up, yeah. the footballing brain behind it. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm
1: very well aware. Actually, I'm, I'm also a really good supporter of Ajax as well. Yeah, you support every team out in Europe. Yeah, not every team. One league. at least, at least Lyon, one one team, Dortmund. one team in IAS. in every league, basically. I have my teams in every league. Juventus. Juve, you know.
0: Before it was Milan, but you switched to Juve. What do you mean? Right, you know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what do you mean?
0: <laughs> but no, Van der Beek is he's a he's a phenomenal talent. I like the way he plays football. I just for me with football, I love the way. He keeps the game simple. Mm-hmm. You know me. You know when I coach, when I play, mm-hmm. the football that we I play and the football that I coach is the simple game. Is all you need to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know we've based our theory on what is the easiest, the most simplest, quickest, and most efficient, uh, efficient pass of mm-hmm. the of the ball. Yeah. And this guy has that. Mm-hmm. He's like an advanced version of Andy Herrera to me. Mm-hmm. I still think that Under Herrera and his experience provides more, but he's a kid, mm-hmm. and that kid, would I love him. He was the he was he was the signing. I, I know everybody. There's two signings that I really wanted, Van der Beek and Thomas Aparte, mm-hmm. and then I'm 55% on Sancho. So those, if if you give me Aparte right now, oh, bro, and but the only problem is we're not gonna get Aparte because Arsenal are going for him but um, man arsenal is going for not only a party but they also going for Hussein an hour i think if they get our or they that is either or they're
1: not going to get both i don't think they will get both yeah either or
0: yeah and if they get any of those we honor Mikel atarta and the work he's doing right now ooh, mm. ooh, it'll be
1: a dangerous team yeah team will be dangerous
0: but yeah so i don't know i don't know with us uh with united right now it's uh it's a sham it's shambolic it's it's what is, it, what is it? the British say? It's a disgrace, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and uh, it's uh, it's it's sad, you know. We 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 love our club. We watch our club. We follow our club every single day. Mm-hmm. And to see what has happened, it's so sad. I in transfer season, I do not give a shit about transfer stuff. Yeah. But uh, some of the guys I follow on YouTube, you know, the United Stand, Strefford Paddock, those guys will talk about. Uh, uh, transfers and they would talk about all this stuff and i never i have a simple rule until the guy is shaking all his hand mm-hmm. smiling on the front of the camera and put his hands in paper signing a signature the deal is not done mm-hmm. so not a single deal except for van der Beek. and the only reason why we got van der Beek was because of edwin van der Sar. Mm-hmm. you know and um it really just hurts, man. It hurts that uh, a club like this has to wait for um Edwin mm-hmm. to make the deal move in like such quick fashion. Yes. So anyway. But that's uh that's football for you, mate. But yeah, um but anyway, so the way the club runs, Ole, the 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 recruitment, the technical director that you talk about, that was the second piece. Mm-hmm. And then the other third piece I'm going to talk about is the fans, man.
1: Yeah, the fans. Are
0: our kinda... fans are kind of deluded, bro. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. Like, maybe, maybe it's, I, I guess this is my opinion, right? This is not a fact. Mm-hmm. But I, whatever, like, I know we kind of like joke around about like uh, uh, Arsenal and all it, But like, we always seem to be talking shit about other clubs mm-hmm. and other teams. But yeah, we keep forgetting that our team is not even that good. <laughs> like, you know? I mean, last season, when Chelsea fans started to try to like banter because you guys were scared that we're going to get tough for it, you guys weren't. Yeah. yeah, you know, if they're giving it to you, you give it back. But yeah. my God, our fans were like acting like we've got to win the league this year. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, i like, just like, what the hell? Like, mm-hmm. we're not even, we're not that, we're not that good. Yeah. And yes, with Bruno, we've been freaking phenomenal. But uh, oh, what a save! Mm. You know we can't do that with yes
1: Ronaldo. Anyway,
0: but like even with Bruno, the 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 everybody we were, we were just
1: looking at highlights from Juventus and Sam
0: Yeah, but yeah, or, by the way, guys, we're watching some highlights, Syria Al highlights. But um, you know, you you we're not a good team, and uh, I mean we 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 have a decent first eleven, um, but we don't have like a squad or anything, and we're like bantering all these other clubs bantering all these other teams. It's like,
1: guys, we haven't won anything. And you guys' you you be, know? You fans are the worst, man. No, nah, we're not the everybody worst. Everybody be preaching about like, Marcus Rashford. No, no, no. no.
0: <laughs> everybody does that about their players. True, true. But, no, but Rashford is not that good either. Like This guy, we had this conversation earlier today. When you start focusing on other things except, except your football,
1: football
0: yeah. um, your, your, the distractions outside the game Forces you to um uh, uh not 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 have that sting mm-hmm. as an athlete. You know? There's a sting as an athlete. You 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 have it. We we I used to have it when I used to play. Yeah, where you there's like you know I have to deliver, I have to execute every single day, every mm-hmm. single play. But right now Rashford can go out and I love what he's doing. I, I love the fact that he's helping our kids with um uh, you know, uh, without food and homelessness and all that, he's tackling the stuff in the UK. Mm-hmm. But that stuff takes you out of football. football it yeah. takes you out of the core thing that you that you are called to do. Yeah. you know, and we've seen this with uh, Jesse Linga, mm-hmm. Jay Ling's. You know, he starts his uh, thing, and we watched the the West Ham um, uh, West Ham game against uh, United. Uh, FA Cup uh, quarterfinal, yeah. I think it's 2016 when Louis Van Gaal was still our coach, mm-hmm. but we watched that and the Lingard that you saw there a whole different Lingard versus the Lingard that we see now. No, yeah. There's no sting. Where's that passion? Where's that drive? There's none of that. So this is the other thing, right? So we have these issues with our athletes, and then when we now look at our fans, our fans just—I mean, there's no, there's no, there's no question in the fan base that. Lingard is not good enough. But on other things, the way we approach situations, we don't know how to be united as a team, mm-hmm. well, as a fan base, sorry. We don't know how to be united. We don't know how to sit, sit there and like talk about, you know, oh, what about Bobby Ramsey? Uh, we don't know how to sit there and talk about uh, uh, United in a way from a united front mm-hmm. and combat this. Uh, uh, um, you know this virus that's in our club that is taken away that's taken taking away the success of the club and the the goodwill that the that the work that alex ferguson um and uh you know all the legends bobby charlton and all of them have done and are set up for this club mm-hmm. so it is so painful to watch you know what i mean like some people who are always you're united fan wow why why are you still a united fan and it's so much that i love this club and what hurts me now more, you know, the most is back when we were kids, we didn't have money to watch, you know, United yeah. week in, week out. Mm-hmm. We didn't have any of that shit, mm-hmm. you know. The only thing I had was, oh, David Beckham. I love David Beckham, you know. So I would try, like, if they were showing it in Nigeria back then, mm-hmm. we watch a little games here. We'd watch a couple of stuff here. But we watch a couple of clips, you know, highlights and stuff that they would show. A little, you know,
1: a, a little, uh, a little background there. We are, we're Nigerians. Nigerians, eh? yes, yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: So they they, you know they they they. We never really had the opportunity to enjoy all this stuff, and now, I you know we have some money, so we use the money to watch our favorite football teams and enjoy, you know that, and. We're watching, I'm watching the team uh, when when is the most shite, yeah. you know? So, it's just, <laughs> so, yeah, it hurts, man. It hurts watching this club, but, um. yeah, I think our fans, our fans really need to step up the game to, like, get the glazes out. We're not doing anything. We're not doing enough. We're not doing anything. And, yes, you can talk about maybe the, uh, uh, you can talk about, um um what you call it uh we shouldn't be the ones pioneering glazers out or it's not the glazers' fault you can say anything but at least we can be the ones pioneering change Mm -hmm. every single day i go out and i i read on the comments on 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 social media about how um oh don't buy their merch don't buy their kits don't buy anything but guess what we are buying their stuff That Zebra kit, that shite kit that they just launched, Mm -hmm. guess what, how many people... Like, apparently it's sold out. That's what I heard. I'm like, are you serious? How how can that horrendous kit that everybody has complained about be sold out? And, like, this club, like, they're setting us up to be bantered every day. Mm -hmm. Every single day. It's like they say, look, we don't want to sign any players... Uh, but we're gonna give you the the zebra kit that looks like Harry Maguire's prison in Greece. <laughs> like that's how shy this whole thing is. Anyway, so this uh, this club is so so sad, man. It's it's sad. It's a sad thing. And you know, as much as I said, I think the issues. You know, only is not a good enough manager. We need a better manager. Um, but at the same breath, it's not. It's kind of like they've thrown this on him and they're using him. Uh, to cover to as a buffer for themselves they're they 're putting them in the firing squad now they don 't really care about um us achieving uh, 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 you know challenging for anything they just want us to get top four now um you know they're doing all these they 're doing all these things and uh yeah so we 're shambles it's an absolute sham we 're an absolute shambles and um yeah it's it's unfortunate. It's very, very unfortunate. But anyway, we lost to Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace deserved the win. Um, and then if we want to wrap up what this season is going to look like for United, I think we'll be challenging for top six. And I think we'll probably finish this as fifth this season. Wow. You know? Yeah, I'm saying fifth.
1: That is a, that
0: is a statement. Yeah, I I'm, I'm saying this season. Okay, predictions. Let's make predictions. Final, um, the top four. Uh, who's going to be your top four pick? And who's gonna get uh, relegated?
1: Who?
0: Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with top four. We'll go with top four, and then uh, you're gonna give me your top four, and then we'll go with top six. So I think top four, Liverpool are gonna win the league again, mm-hmm. which pains me to say, but they look like uh, quite the uh, quite the team. Um, City is gonna probably come second. I'll say it's between both of them, but I, I mean, I, if I wanna stick with. Um, you know, a team that's going to win the league, I would say Liverpool are going to win the league. City are going to come second. Third is going to be Chelsea. Fourth is going to be Leicester. Fifth is going to be Manchester United. Um, maybe fourth, maybe actually, uh, um, what do they call them? Um, oh, man, I got to think of this through, man. Everton? No. It might be Arsenal, actually. You never know. Yeah. But I would say, I would stick by Leicester because Brendan Rodgers is actually a really good coach and I rate him very well. Um. Yeah, so I'm going to keep it there. Who's going to be a top four, bro? Uh,
1: I think if City get Koulibaly... Huh. They're C- not going
0: to go for Koulibaly, man. Pepe's not, Pep not like that. He doesn't blow money like that, bro.
1: But if they get Koulibaly, I see them winning. All I right. see them winning first place. Okay. If uh if they don't get Koulibaly, I still see Liverpool taking it.
0: Okay.
1: Um second would be either one of those guys.
0: Pick pick a team. Um I pick Liverpool as number one, I pick City second. Yeah. So you need to pick if you're picking Liverpool then who's then you say City's City, number two? City's okay.
1: second. Yeah. Third would be Chelsea. Fourth, ah that is it's a strong one. I think Manchester United will get fourth place. Okay. Um and what else? What else are we going for?
0: Uh, and then we're gonna go for bottom three. Who's gonna get relegated? Oh my god. Yeah, this was gonna to be tough, bro. Um, I am gonna say right off the bat, West Ham, homie. Fulham, homie, West Brom, done. West Ham, Fulham, West Brom.
1: I think it'll be Fulham. Um, Sheffield Sheffield Yeah And uh, And West Brom And West Brom Yes So You have You picked who again So what were your pick Fulham Yeah West Brom Yeah And Sheffield United Fulham West Brom
0: and Sheffield United. All right. So that's your pick, eh? For uh, guys who are going to be going getting relegated.
1: So that is that is, eh? That All right.
0: Is. Anyway, um, we're going to now cut off over to our next segment. That's it. Uh, sorry, guys. That's it for our, uh, you know, both clubs, Chelsea and Manchester United. And um, who is going to be the top four or who is going to be uh relegated uh, or and who's going to be relegated
1: i feel like we should do also for the europa sports
0: nah not my not time forget those guys okay. we don't care about europa around here <laughs> that's what tottenham and united and arsenal play for <laughs> i know this in my club just uh, kidding guys but um yeah we'll do we'll do a segment uh the segment we're going to cover now is uh talk of the week bro so what was the talk of the week for Chelsea this week? Ah, Kepra Aitabalaga. Woo! That boy is—he's uh, a superstar. Oh my God. The coach, the manager himself,
1: Keppa. The manager. <laughs> oh wow. I ca—I feel bad for Kepa. I think—I uh, think in that game against Liverpool, he did really well. Um, he was actually doing the basics. He was coming out for balls. He was coming out for crosses and even in the even in the the opportunity with manny where christensen got the red card, Kepa was also coming out so i applaud him for that i think they kind of the, the boy is growing in confidence but then one sloppy thing and it's so hard being a goalkeeper because once you make a mistake it's usually punished by goals right mm-hmm. so um what I feel Lampard should do and the team I think they're backing him but I feel like somebody needs to like put their hands around this boy and just be like um we get it you made this mistake but now you you owe it to the team to give it everything you got put it out of your head and let's work you know and um obviously there's the speculation about Edward Mendy coming in and Lampard confirmed it today as well in the press conference that Mendy was having his medical, so that would be competition for him and 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 there was something Lampard said in that press conference. He said Keppa will would, would welcome the competition. He said he's very much ready for the competition. Mm. So but I just I just feel bad for him. Everything that he does right now is just being tossed in the media everywhere as you know he's not he's not good enough to be the keeper that's gonna take us to the next level, right? Yeah. So yeah. yeah.
0: I I uh I don't really I think competition is good for any team. Caballero um, hasn't really um uh
1: driven that competition, competition for Kepa. Especially since Cabello is like thirty eight, yeah maybe forty years old.
0: Yeah, he's, he's lived his life, you know, yeah. as a professional athlete. And, you know, he's, he's aged like fine wine, like they always say about goalies. Yeah. Um, but he's, um, is he the guy to take you guys into the future? No. Mm-hmm. And this is a key thing. I think goalies like this, and maybe it's just a thing with the Spanish goalies right now. Yeah. Um, they need a lot of competition. You know, we see that with David De Gea in uh, uh, United. Yes. Um, and uh, the howlers that he makes. The poor ball distribution that he makes. And I know a lot of people say, "Hey, we owe it to uh, David de Gea to stick by him," but do we? <laughs> do we really owe it to anybody? If you if a player is not performing at the level that is required at the elite part of the game, mm-hmm. they make enough money that we need to respect the club and we need to respect the uh, uh, the, the power of competition. Mm-hmm. So I think that Kepa. Um, as much as he's good, I also think that he needs that competition on the other side of the game and i um watching him play his football game, watching him the way he the way he um marshals that uh uh, uh defensive line there's no confidence there mm-hmm. you know and uh, this is a guy that came in highly touted they pay i think he's the he cost he's the most expensive um uh goalie um, in, in world football, 80 million pounds. Yeah. Right? And he's not. He doesn't come seven, cheap. Seven, 71,
1: 71, 71 Well like
0: Whatever people. it is, he doesn't come cheap. So yeah. I think um, you guys need to give him some competition to spark, to, you know, get the spark back I in think, him.
1: But another thing with that 72 million price tag, it was basically Athletic Bilbao's way of like, because we just lost Coutoie. We needed we needed yeah, a they goalkeeper. They knew you guys needed a right? the goalkeeper. they yeah. wanted to squeeze... They just squeezed us. They use it as a pressure point, and basically, Chelsea just paid that price, right? How how tall is Keppa? Um, I think he's six six one, six two, around. He doesn't me. look like a tall goalie. You he know, doesn't. He doesn't. And you know what? Let's actually. I fact always check I say
0: I I think this is a big, I know these people may call this very premature, and I don't believe. I just find it so dodgy. Anytime you have a goalie that's like six one. Um, even 6 2 goalies are kind of like, eh. You know, um, the wingspan. For example, the goal from Brighton against him, Troussard's goal. Yeah. Um, the way Troussard, that looked like something that a goalie with a little bit of a wingspan will be able to save. Mm-hmm. And he just, yeah, he did not, um, yeah, he did not, he did not, uh, uh, uh uh, it not it doesn't look good as a he feels like a small goalie to me. Yeah. So uh, even I don't think that's the same thing with Jordan, uh, Jordan Pickford. Jordan Pickford is sixth one. Um, these goal like yeah he's very good with his, the ball in his feet, ha- very great distribution. But these goalies, um, they're too small. Like when you throw the ball in specific corners, mm-hmm. they just cannot get it. Like it's just a natural yeah. thing, and for you to be able to have. Them get to that state, they need to be extremely agile, which Pickford is, but he still gets caught out off guard. Yeah. Um. Or, or they need to have a very good defense. Uh. You know, in their area. So. Yeah. Kepa does need some competition. I don't know why you guys didn't go for Onana, which is, which seems like he would probably be a steal. I don't know if Ajax will let him go right now.
1: I, I well, think the reason why they didn't go for Anana was because um, Edward Mendy's costing twenty what twenty six million, mm. twenty four twenty six million around there, yeah. and uh, or Anana would be thirty five million. Mm, so so by the time you're done with it with add-ons and everything, probably around forty something million. Yeah. Right. And uh, Chelsea would rather save that money now, I guess. Yeah. I feel I, I might my, my pick my pick was also Onana because I fucking love Onana. Yeah. And coming from the I X side, right? But uh, Stad Rene as well. Um, Edward Mendy. He's a he's also a beast, right? So And then the other one I really thought maybe that could really push him
0: is um, um Arsenal's backup. Um and Mariano Martinez. Martinez, yeah, yes. that guy looked like he was yes. but then you guys let him go to Villa. Um yeah. But I thought it was it was going to be... If you if you guys had put in a bid for him, I don't yeah. know. I mean, Chelsea and Arsenal sometimes do business. Sometimes you guys don't do business. But yeah. if you guys have put a bid for him, I had a feeling that this is a guy you guys could have gotten. Yeah. You know? Look at that press from Lozano.
1: He's
0: yeah. another guy that I like. Jerevin Lozano. Anyway, yes. but no, that's good. So that's Talk of the Week. Kepa is done for mm-hmm. Chelsea. For Manchester United, Talk of the Week is Patrice Evra for me. Okay. Um, I just watched his uh, video about what is going on with the club, United. Um, and it's no shock uh, with the things he said that there's some people inside the club, you know, who hates the club. For any of you guys who don't know, Patrice Evra just uh, put up a video about uh, uh, United um, and some of the issues that is happening on... Um, uh, you know, on the, on the United, uh, uh, in, in the club, and how some people don't even respect Sadex uh, Ferguson uh, or respect Bobby Charlton. Um, and he says, he even says that one of the biggest issues with Ed, is like, I can call Ed, I can message him right now, but one of the biggest issues he has with Ed is Ed Woodward. Um, uh, what they call it, uh, uh, listens to the wrong people. You know, um, and then, for example, uh, my judge, uh, he's like, I have a couple of directors who are calling and uh, say, "Hey, I want to speak with my judge," but my judge is not answering his phone. So, there's a lot of weird stuff there, and you can hear uh, Patrice talking from his heart, and I could just feel his pain. I was watching it this morning, and I was just, oh. you know, I felt his pain, and he's spoken away for all of us. Now, the thing we united is. Instead of them to like take feedback, try to improve the club, try to make changes, try to change things, they wouldn't do that. What they're gonna do is they're gonna they they're probably gonna find a way to not have Eva come around the club anymore. They're probably gonna have a way to like you know, um, you know, move him away and make sure he doesn't have any business to do with with uh, the the affairs or get any business in. So. Or any information in from the club. So anyway. That, that's the way I feel like the club is going to handle that. Um, but it was good to hear like finally. An ex-player. Finally talk and just open up about the bullshit that we're experiencing every single day as fans of this club. Um, you know and uh, I, I've said it before. And I said it again. I think our fans are delusional in a, in a certain way. And we're not united. We don't come together. We don't have the same message. We all have different messages about how the club should run, who we should be supporting. You know, uh, Some people don't even want us to speak up about some of the issues that we've been having. Um, but anyway, I, I th- I'm talking about all these in, in half measures. I'm not talking about in a full measure. That would be for another day. But Pachisevra bringing this stuff up was really the highlight of the week for me. Um, but yeah so united is uh united united you know this is the this is the crap we're dealing with now and um yeah anyway so that's it for me man um that is mostly it for the show yes yes mostly for the show Spend some time today yapping Spend mm-hmm. some time today talking how'd you enjoy you feeling
1: good brother feeling good yeah feeling good feeling good that's good, you can catch us next week on the Calgary Bros, okay guys. We'll see you guys
0: next week on the Calgary Bros. uh, please tune in and um
1: tell your and, friend
0: and tell your friend <laughs> and enjoy
1: yeah. <laughs>